recording. We live. We live. We live. Episode four, Garage Beers podcast coming at you from no other place than the garage. Jim, Cole, Nick, back again. I want to thank everyone for tuning in for another episode. We've had a lot of fun doing this, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's safe to say we're just getting started. And we're getting a lot of feedback, too, so we appreciate that. A lot of the DMs, a lot of different suggestions, a lot of, uh, and we'll get into this more later, but a lot of interaction with the, the things that we put out on our story, so it's it's pretty great. It's and great entertainment all around, I would yeah. say. I think we're having a lot more fun than we thought we were going there. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, like, when we started this, it was like... I'm just saying don't touch the table because we had a tendency to bump the mic. Oh. <laughs> Continue. Uh yeah, when we were getting started, I wasn't quite sure what this was going to turn into. I know you guys had been on a podcast previously, had uh, some different restrictions and things that you had to make sure. And, and that was a big thing I wanted is let's just keep it loose, you know, have a little bit of a, a, a format or some guidelines. But other than that, I think we've uh, we've done that. And I think in turn, it's, it's made it fun. So a uh, recurring topic uh, on, on Garage Viewers podcast, we're going to get a quick update. Dogecoin cryptocurrency is tanking. Oh, yeah. And Dogecoin stock is at like 33 cents. Can't believe it was at 70 cents like a week or two ago. I know I bought in before the whole like SNL episode thinking it was going to go. Now, like I've lost money on, on everything I've put in. So there's no choice but to just write it out right now. Yeah, honestly, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but did you guys see Dave Portnoy and how he's trying to become the new Elon Musk with with uh, I did not. his own coin? So he did this whole emergency press conference where he was choosing a coin to be the like official backer of. And he chose uh, something that's like I looked into it because I wanted to buy it, obviously, but um, it's like impossible to find uh, or buy. It's called like moon coin or something like that <laughs> and he literally he said he put forty thousand dollars into it it's one of those coins that's at like 0.0007 cents or whatever so he's trying to control that market which is hilarious and then he's gone on to like fox news to talk about it and and uh but, the moon but train, huh? anyway i mean if you can it's really hard to buy but um the the app i've been using is Robinhood. Which, if you're not on Robinhood, this is a free plug for them. It's, it's great. Um, very easy to use. I mean, you mainly use it for stocks, but they've got like four or five different cryptocurrencies on there. You can purchase the actual coin? Well, no. That's, that's the gray area. I you mean, can purchase the stock in the coin. I think it, it, it is. But also, though, I, I don't know if it's officially a stock because there's no regulations on it. I've, I've looked. and like. So if it's not a stock, then we must be purchasing a fraction of that currency. That's the way that they say it at least i think i mean there's no regulations on it so you can day trade it if you want but like so i've been kind of like messing around buying different ones and so i actually had like something that was like urethium uh uh, what is it ethereum Ethereum classic and i woke up and it was (laughs) down 50 percent and i looked at the rest of the coins and they were all down like 40 50 percent it's like it's just tanking so i haven't taken a look is it what's causing it so I was looking at, and usually whenever there's a big movement, I literally just Google cryptocurrency. And then there's all kinds of articles like of what's going on. And what they said was, you know, the, I don't know if it was like the government of China, they came out with some sort of saying, saying that they would never officially back this as actual currency. Um, and I think that that just made like such a big, you know, ripple 
Well, that's especially nice. since China's got such a big impact in right. imports and exports and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm sure it scared a lot of people. I'm sure that it would blow over. I'm sure with the backing of like Portnoy and with Elon that I, right, think, right. I think crypto will be all right. See, and, and that's kind of what I'm banking on. I, I don't think it's bottomed out yet. My gut tells me it's going to get down into the teens again. Oh, man. And I think that's what I'm going to put like another. And I'm not like a huge trader, right? Right. But like I'm probably at that point, I might look into buying like 250, you know, putting $250 more into it, which I get it. It's not $40,000, but $250 worth of something that's at 10 cents or even lower than I, because I do think like, it might be a year, it might be three years, whatever. Like it'll it'll recover and have some value. Oh, I yeah, I, I agree. And and that's why some of these alternative coins actually might be the move because if Bitcoin goes up, you know, obviously if you have two hundred and fifty dollars in there, you might gain fifty dollars, right? But some some of these other coins are like two hundred dollars. So you if they somehow, you know, get to four hundred dollars, you're actually gaining two hundred dollars. Right. So you know, it, it, it's interesting just how that works, but we don't have to go over. Right. Well, and, and we could sit here and probably yeah. talk about it for hours, but we're going to move on. Um, we want to give a, a quick plug. Um, we uh, we are approaching 500 followers on Instagram and we're going to reward some of our loyal followers. Uh, we've got some merch coming in here in the next couple weeks. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We'll give it a, a little tease here, but we're going to get some koozies made. Uh, you can help support Garage Beers podcast. Um, and uh, so be on the lookout for that. So uh, what I think is going to be our hot topic of the night, although I think the three of us might be in agreement here, um, it's a, certainly a big topic right now in sports, is sportsmanship, um, the rules of the game, and where, where I guess what's really put it on the map today um, has been uh, your main... Uh, the Yerminator. The Yerminator. Your, your, yeah. your main Mercedes. Uh, first year first year major leaguer out of... Uh, Chicago White Sox. Right, but where is he from? He's Latin America. Yes. Um, so he, he hasn't even played in 100 major league gut ball games. And just to kind of set the scene, if you didn't hear, the Sox, I think this was Monday night, uh, they were up 15 to four against the twins and the twins put in uh, a field player um, to, to pitch and your mean has a three Oh count dude throws him a 47 mile an hour. I guess we could call it a fastball and he's and the dude sends it to the moon and there's, there's a lot to break down here, but let's start right at the top there. Like Cole, what's your take on like sportsmanship, whether it's, you know, no matter the sport, but like your your I would say your your ball sports so like your football, uh, you know basketball, baseball, hockey, etc. Where like you have one team that's so far in the lead, like is it is it poor sportsmanship to keep running up the score? It dep- in all honesty, I think it depends on the level of like sport that you're at. So um, professional, um, I don't I don't think there's any excuse. You get paid to play the game. If somebody wants to embarrass you, they should be able to embarrass you every single time until that. The, the crazy thing is, is that like, I don't, I think that was like the seventh inning, the eighth inning. Like they still had two at bats, Minnesota mm-hmm. did. There's no saying that, I mean, obviously it would be a hard chance for them to come back. Yeah. But we've seen it before. Right. So, oh yeah. Okay. I get that it was 3-0, but you threw him a meatball right now in Maine. 
if you wanted to put him on base pads, then you should have just thrown a ball in the dirt. Exactly. And and I think like the whole comeback potential, that's that's a whole different, you know, piece of it. I'm with you. you if you are getting paid thousands of dollars to play a game, I don't give a shit if you are up by 25 or down by 25. I think the rules still apply. You play to score, you play to defend. And if you can't keep that other team from scoring, why not put 50 up on you? And And like, and and I get it. The other thing is too, is these guys get paid off bonuses. Yeah. This guy is at the end of the day is going to get a big bonus off of home runs that he hits off of averages and stuff that he hits. Also, it was 47 miles per hour, way less than anything they ever see. For him to actually time that up and to hit a, a moonshot is actually way more incredible than people give him credit for. You know, and, and kind of along the same lines of, of in baseball swinging on a 3-0 count, you know, the whole bat flip, right? And, and it really, like, came on probably in the last two to three years. You know, that one, I, I still don't see an issue with it, right? You know, it, it's you get, you get excited. Like, hitting a home run as a major leaguer – is a big fucking deal. Like that's not easy to do, right? I agree. You, you, there's a lot of people who could drive a golf ball 250 yards, 300 yards, and they don't get paid a lick to do it. Correct. There's a ton of people that you could pay them a million dollars and they would never hit a major league home run. So you do that by all means, bad luck. And you, do, if you don't want that to happen, don't give up a home run. And don't get me wrong, dude. The dude's also a rookie. A rookie that, that hardly made the who's team. not from America. That, I it, think that has to be, yeah. that has, at least give that some consideration. I mean, the crazy part too is that like he's leading the MLB in average. Yeah, he's a, a dude that's up there. That the crazy part is is he almost wasn't even on the team. So the reason why he's not even on the team is because Grandal got hurt and they needed a backup catcher. So then they put him in the DH spot yeah. and he just blew up. It was just. Killing it. Just to think that he almost wasn't even on the team to be here in the first part, and now he's leading the MLB, and now he's hitting dingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just absurd. Well, and here's the question. Here's the question. It, did he miss the take sign, or did he blatantly yes. ignore it? The coach did give him a take sign. Right. So, But did he say, did he miss it? No, or did he I, I think he it? ignored it. See, that's From what I've heard. That's another thing, because that's like, obviously, you know, that's him just – not listening to his coach, which I don't agree with that aspect, but I don't think the, the take sign should have even been given anyway. Cause it's, yeah, I think your guys is, uh, you guys are agreeing with me in that. Like, yes, there is sportsmanship, but that is that specifically, I think is kind of a dumb unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like sportsmanship. If like, let's say somebody goes down and somebody gets hurt or something like that, or like there's a bad call or something like that. And like you pile it on after that. They were just straight up playing the game. They threw in a field position player, and they expected you to just fold over and make outs. No. F that. Pile it on. If you want to put somebody – Little League, if somebody threw in a bad picture, we let, we ran up the score all the time. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing that I find so interesting, right? So the, the, the generation of, of Tony La Russa was the generation of no participation trophies. You get what you earn, right? And now, like, you've seen this shift where, like – Everyone needs a prize. You need to be recognized. Like, but it's this older generation where you get what you earn that has this issue with running up the score. Like, it just it seems odd that like I if you would have told me today's generation had an issue with it, like that to me makes more sense than like right. this older generation where you get punched in the mouth and like you're expected to just keep going. 
it, that it's, I mean, it's just crazy to me. I have no problem if he hits a, a bomb on 3-0 and the next time you see him the next day, you throw behind him. I have no problem with that. But like, that, yeah, okay, cool. He did an unwritten rule and then you threw it. If somebody hit a big bat flip and yep. then like stared down your your entire team and then threw the bat at you guys or hit a big flip and stared down the bench, absolutely. Put one right in his fucking ass cheek. Also, at the end of the day, why are people paying? They're paying to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And this kind of adds a little bit more entertainment to it. I mean, nobody's going to sit here and want both professional teams to be good sports necessarily. Honestly, some of the best entertainment comes from like the least sportsmanship type plays and things yeah. that happen with that. Like they're, they're like, you know, in hockey, fights are such a great time. Or do you have the guys watch. that aren't necessarily that good at hockey, but they're the dudes that are the bruisers. Exactly. Somebody gets picked, some, that dude's coming over and he's laying some chops. Yeah. Those are the unwritten rules that like, oh shit, I gotta go protect my dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you think Alec, like, a veteran gets touched? There's about four people like, yeah. and, and in basketball, like dunking on someone, that's oh, like yeah. ultimate disrespect, but everybody loves it. So, I mean, yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's all about entertainment, putting, you know, people butts in seats. Yeah. And, and I guess the, the before we kind of dive into part two of this topic, but, um, you know, you're up 15 to four in a game where you have free substitution. I, I can get behind. Okay, we're gonna put in. We're gonna put in our, our bench guys. Like you see a lot of times in basketball. And they already had started funneling in some of that. Right. The whole lineup. The starting that game a, was bench. And, and he's a rookie. Like his yeah, number one goal. Exactly. He has one season to really prove that he's gonna be a long time career major leaguer. And yes, this one home run may not end up, but it could. Like you said, with bonuses or shit, like. He ends up hitting 45 home runs, 50 home runs, but like, God forbid, let's say he ends up at 49. Like, you don't talk about that the same way as if a guy hits 50. And I was listening to, uh, I think it was highly questionable on ESPN, and they were having the same conversation. And they got to the point that they were like, oh, okay, what? This guy at the end of the year, he hits 50 dingers. And what? No, they're going to say, oh, no, it was 49 and one off of. No, it was a home run. Right. I mean, this will it will blow over, but like. Dude, I get it. It was 3-0 count. It was right down main. I mean, I'm probably taking a hash. So if you're the twins in that situation, you know what? You're getting your ass kicked. Sure, you're going to be pissed. I almost have more issue with how the Sox manager, Tony Larusa has handled this situation. Like, and that if was- you have a player that does this, call him into your office, chew his ass, chew the team in the locker room. That's fine. What happens in those closed doors that's on you. You can do what you you run that team, but to go to the media and throw a rookie who's leading your team under the bus like that, and then the next day when the twins throw at him, say, "Yeah, I'm okay with that." I think that's a huge issue for team uh, team culture. And I would say yes, but they it, they've known that this is how it was going to be as soon as he came in. Like they've known right from the get go that they're a up and coming team. And, like, they're super young, high energy. Tony La Russa is super old school, kind of really by the book. And that's what scared people, like, off the get-go. And, all honesty, Tony La Russa is there for one job, and that's to manage them when they're in the playoffs. That's why he's there. It be He's not the manager the day-to-day. They're doing it all, basically, like, all on their own. The leadership within that program, within that clubhouse, is incredible. Like, they're super young. They have a good time. Yeah. Jose Abreu is basically doing the manage, like the managing job. 
that Lance Lynn said that coming to the White Sox has rejuvenated his career. Yeah. He said the energy levels and stuff like that. Um, and dude, I have no problem. Again, you hit a 3-0 dinger on me and you break one of the unwritten rules, throw behind me next time. I don't give a shit. Like I don't, I, and the next day I come up to see you, I have no problem if you want to throw it behind me. I don't care. Throw it, yeah. throw it at me. I, like, I, if I, just, I did something to hurt you, that's fine. But guess what? I did what I did. I hit a dinger and I got to put another yeah. board. And then if you want to put me on base the next day, I did my job. I just, I, I can't really believe that publicly Tony La Russa is, is, is bashing his own players. Like that, that I, mean, I think I have a real issue with. Like, uh, you know, rookie, when it, tenure veteran, whatever. Like that's, that's something that you take care of inside the club. The only thing that comes to me. You don't when, air your dirty laundry. Yeah. The thing that comes with me when he says that is he's almost also protecting Mercedes in the same way. Is that he wants him to know that what he did was wrong because it was wrong, yeah. Like in in some aspects, and the best way to do it is that he got out in front of it and said, "Yeah, like it won't happen again," because he didn't want anybody else on his team getting hit. At the end of the day, he said that and he came out publicly to make sure that the next day that his guys weren't getting thrown at constantly because he doesn't need more people getting hurt. Right, I get that. See, I guess I I. I took his comments differently. Right. And because, he might have been, but like, I think, dude, I'll tell you what, Larusa, he's at the age, he's done it enough. He's just going to tell you how it is straight up. And like, I mean, the dude got a DUI two, a, a week after getting the job for the White Sox. But like, so like the fact that he didn't get fired for that, again, I told you, he was here for one job and that's to manage them in the postseason. Good save. What do, we, what do we got in the next? So uh, we, we got a, a special announcement to make. We, uh, we've been doing this. This is episode number four. Well, I think a little bit over a week. We started last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we've got our first uh, sponsor on board. Uh, shout out to Brassard Racing at Brassard underscore racing on Instagram. Uh, they're an esports racing team uh, based out of Florida. And uh, we're we're excited to have him on board. Uh, I think it probably caught us by by surprise, but uh, you know they're they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know in the in the esports world and the racing circuit, and uh, uh, have had a, quite a bit of success from from what uh, the conversation. Three hundred and sixty three wins under his belt. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, that's that's something to certainly uh, be proud of. So, shout out to at uh, Broussard underscore Racing. Go ahead and give them a follow. We'll tag them. Uh, in our in some of our social here coming up, but uh, with that we've got we had a couple of really good questions that we put out on our story this week asking for your input. Uh, the first uh, first one uh, actually came from our group of friends, and uh, it's about the Kool Aid Man. So Cole, what was that question? So the question was, uh, is the Kool Aid Man the glass or is he the liquid? So my. <laughs> I mean, so I one that like I've ever thought of before. Right. And I honestly, I went at this with a really weird, different kind of take, like a deep take. Well, of course. Yeah. You always take the deep takes. I always take the deep takes. But like, if you think if I said it was the glass and then I said, is the Kool-Aid man a guy that views life as glass half empty or glass half full? (laughs) Because like to me, that'd be the glass. And then within the liquid are his thoughts on his on the optic. In life, so, so like, like his, if he if he, organs right that so he's like the glass. Obviously, I think the face and everything like that is on the outside of the glass. 
And then the liquid and stuff like that are like his thoughts, his emotions and stuff like his that. His brain, essentially. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Okay. I actually was thinking about this even more in depth um, <laughs> because yeah, I, I somewhat agree with you on that, but it's like, okay, if you were to just take your brain out of your body, right. would you consil- still consider yourself you? And I feel like most people would say yes, because that, you know, that's where your thoughts come from and everything. But a lot of new research has shown that there's billions of microbiomes in your gut that actually influence your thought. (laughs) And there's like legitimate research on this. So that brings the question, like, you know, that's probably the case for a lot of different parts of your body. If it was just your brain isolated, would you be a little bit different than you are? Yeah, probably. But would you still feel like you're you? Right, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I were to look at you, that's who you are. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not, I don't see your insides per se. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. But like, so if you were to take my brain and put it in a robot, would you still say that robots me? No. Really? Even though I'm like, what if I was like in literally a robot and sh- went up to you and shook you and said, it's me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. You would you'd be like, no, you're not you. No, I don't think so. Well, like there's that Star Wars where I, like, that's a weird that's C-3PO gets now. his head ripped off and he, then he gets soldered to another body. Like, was that still C-3PO? Yeah, see, so I we just jumped from Kool Aid yeah. to Star Wars, but yeah, I mean, I think it's or like Avatar, so like not quite yeah, like removing body, your head, yeah. but like you're you, in a different body, right? Different, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So if all of a sudden we were just all hooked up to a simulation, right, and put into like in the Matrix, but you were like a dog, and you were like, you know, we we're all just random things. I'd still probably think of you as Jim, even though you're a dog. Yeah, but how would you know that it's Jim? Oh, I would if you were just. Well, okay. Let's say it's easily recognizable. Okay. Saying, like it's your voice, and then you are you, and I can tell right away. I was ask you a bunch of questions. Well, and if we're in a simulation. Instead of being a dog, I just want to come back as Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yes. On surface level, it's a silly question, but but of course, with everything that the three of us seem to talk about, it gets taken like sixteen levels deeper than it was probably originally intended. Right. So, I mean, let us know. Give us some feedback. But, I mean, I guess... We had some good responses. Yeah, so we got a lot of good responses on social media. And um, a lot of... You know what? A lot of people did say the pitcher or the jar. I said the majority of people said... Yeah. I think a couple said both. Um, And I don't know if there were any other, like, deeper ones than that. The crazy... So you say that in, like... I thought that I was thinking that it, like, deep enough... Like where I was like, to me now I kind of feel like a scum because now it's like I judge a book by its cover, by its cover. <laughs> you know what I mean, instead of like actually getting to know like what's on the inside. Yeah. Well, but I went at it by like the jar, and then like how everything is like what makes him. Also, oh, it's not a jar; he's a pitcher. But pitcher, yeah, but pitcher. that's what the picture, <laughs> the picture says. Uh, so similarly. One of the questions that's always good to ask, what came first, the chicken or the egg? They're science. I, yes. I actually learned this last week the that there is a first. protein in the eggshell that is only produced by the chicken. Yeah. So there go, ergo, therefore, the chicken, came, the chicken first. came first. Is that what this article said? Yeah. That it was, was actually a TikTok. <laughs> uh, but then I researched it and it did. So... Okay, I've always wait. So you said the chicken came first. The chicken yeah. came first because of what it, the enzyme that produced the eggshell can only come from a chicken. Yeah, that particular eggshell. But let's say we believe in evolution, which most people do. 
So like, so it did come from that chicken had to have come from an egg. It not just would have been a different necessarily. Egg. It could have come from another mammal that could have been produced outside of it, and then he could have produced an egg from the enzyme. That would have been a hell of a jump to go from a mammal to a non-mammal. I don't Crazier know ever, things have happened. I don't know if that's ever. We had happened. dinosaurs on this planet, Nick. Yeah, and Although, now we have humans. Speaking of which, have you ever seen like the the more accurate renderings of what they think dinosaurs look like? Now? No. You should look that up. I think you need to post this on our story. Yeah, yeah. Because they say that, you know, they're doing this thing called shrink wrapping. They take these bones and they do a rendering of what they think it is. And it makes it look like these crazy creatures. And then lately they've been saying, okay, well, it's probably more likely they look like this. And it's totally different. And then they did the what they did with the dinosaur bones with like current animals. And they look way different. Hmm. So it's just, you know, food for thought on that. But uh, I think the chicken came from an, an egg, but it had to have been just a different egg. And therefore, you know, it's it's vague. You can say the egg came first. I said the egg came first, but not necessarily a chicken egg. <laughs> what if there was some cross that came on? So like what chicken? I mean, hey, I guess a crossbreed. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? That it didn't have with a bird, but like it, like a bird that was originally a oh mammal. yeah that it was a crossbreed yeah and then it it made it with it not a bird yeah, that had eggs and then that's how you got the so eggs. Why don't, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put this one out on our story too and we want we want to hear what you have to say what came first the chicken <laughs> or the egg uh, another question we got this week uh what is what are your ingredients uh in summer beer and uh we didn't get as quite a good answers uh as i think we were hoping with this one got a lot of just Bush light, a cooler with bush light on top of more bush light. Uh, we had one really good, uh, really good recipe um, that had some like Sprite and some vodka. Yeah, in let it. me look it up. Let me just, I, I was at a wedding last September and you end up drinking these summer beers, like the regular beers. And next thing you know, oh. it's you, you wake up in a shower so uh, is- with with stuff all over you. <laughs> is, this, is this like a uh, like a, a southern <clears throat> midwestern term or something? No, no. So, so it's like a su- a summer beer is. Um, so uh, Brittany gave us a recipe. It was basically one of those like lemonade, like the frozen lemonade things. Yeah. You put that in there. You put about four or so. You make this in like a giant pitcher. Yeah. Or a red we made it at our house. Wouldn't, last wouldn't this be considered a cocktail? But yes, probably because it has vodka in it. Right. So, it so is, well, my question is just a, is quote a summer beer just like a drink? Well, yeah, but it has beer in it. So basically, like oh, I see. So it's, how, there aren't. I don't know if there's another cocktail where you. I didn't know there was beer in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you gotta so, have. So like it, you have the frozen lemonade. <laughs> well, the frozen saying. lemonade thing that you put in there. Then you put about four cans of beer in there. You then put uh, probably maybe just under a fifth of vodka in it, and then you put. Uh, probably about a two liter of Sprite and then you kind of base it off of that. So that, that'd be interesting. Like if you're listening to this and you're not from the Midwest, is summer shot. beer a thing where you're from? I know we've got right. one, uh, one listener oh, yeah. from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, let us know if summer beer is a thing down by you. Um, and then the last question we're going to talk about uh, one that never seems to go away. Just like what came first, <laughs> chicken or the egg. Does pineapple belong on pizza? I'm 100% yes. But the weird thing with me is like the traditional Hawaiian pizza with ham or like Canadian bacon, I think tastes like shit. 
I'm a mm. I big fan pineapple sausage pepperoni and banana peppers. Yeah, you know, we put this out on our Instagram. This actually probably got the most responses out of anything we put out. I think it had over a hundred votes. And and it it you know no took a huge lead and then yes started to make a comeback. No way, pineapple is not supposed to be a pizza. It ended up being fifty three to forty percent, fifty three to forty seven percent no, but okay. it was like ended up being pretty close. I mean there was over so hundred votes. So why why do you not? Are you you're an anti pineapple on your pizza? Yeah, to me it's just the texture. I'm out dog. I can't do it. I just pineapple. I'm not the biggest pineapple guy in general. I've had. <laughs> Man, I think I would probably choose – I would choose not to, but if someone got it, I would eat it 100%. I mean it depends on how hungry I am and I'm probably going to pick it off. So what? what's a pizza topping? Like you didn't order a pizza. Someone – you show up somewhere olives. and you will pick olives off? I did it last time. Oh, we can't really? Have, you don't like olives? I didn't eat the olive. I literally picked it off. There was one olive in the crust and I was like, dang. Honestly, I, yeah, I didn't realize – I always thought that I really didn't like olives until I started just eating them on the pizza instead of picking them off. And now I actually think I like them. No, it was weird, like the it was whole olive. I can, I can do the black olives, but like the whole olive, I'm not done. See, I'm like that with mushrooms. Oh, I'm not yeah, mushrooms. I'm out. I'm out. And and I I legit have pulled the cheese off and scraped off every piece of mushroom that I can find. I put it this way. And I think it's more of a mental thing than that. I mean, if I'm yes. hungry enough, I'll I'll eat whatever. I mean, and and there's been times where like there's leftover pizza in the fridge and there is mushrooms on it, and I will not eat it. Like, see, because I'll put it this way: mushrooms. like if I'm at like a party. And, and I don't know the people, and there's like a big. I'm probably gonna eat the mushrooms. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna make yeah. a scene. Oh, I'm yeah. probably just gonna eat the food that was given to me, and I'm not gonna be like, I don't want to offend anybody. So like, if there was pineapple on a pizza, and I went to some like gathering and stuff like that, I'm gonna eat it. So for those of you at home, you can't see this right now, but Cole is bashing on pineapple. <laughs> yet oh. is wearing a pineapple Hawaiian shirt. This is true. Also, can we talk about how? That how good of a combo pizza and beer is, real quick. Oh, like is there a better combination? It's like peanut butter okay, and jelly. Take a step back, like pizza and any beverage. Well, true, but no, like, but but, but how than... often do people say, "Hey, let's come over and have pizza and pop"? <laughs> no, the most well, I mean, pizza and quite a beer. frequently when I was a kid. I, I guess that's true. I guess, <laughs> but that's all you could have. So it's like pizza the closest you can get. Back in the day, that's as close as you can get, but. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, it was an interesting vote. I, it's a weird, like, it's, a, it's an odd thing to say because, like, tacos and Modelo or, like, tacos and margaritas, like... Okay, tacos and margaritas, that's that's an argument. I, I give you that. But, like, I, I feel like, I, mean, I guess we can just eat these tacos coffee? all day, but... Uh, Those are both liquids. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about a liquid and a solid. Yeah, we're talking about, like, a mixed drink. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like when you get invited somewhere and they say pizza and beer, it's like you instantly get a little bit more excited. 10% more oh, excited. I agree. Wings well, and yeah. wings and beer? Yeah. Not quite. I don't, I don't get nearly as excited. Like, it could be frozen pizza. It could be Domino's. It could be you name it. Oh, I'm getting I, excited for now pizza. Now that you brought that up. Yeah. We have an argument within our friend group <laughs> about frozen pizza and your favorite brands. I'm a big tombstone and I think that is way better than Jack's. Jack's, I think, is way overrated. Stat guy, intern, beef. Thinks Who didn't that show Jack's, up for work today. <laughs> <laughs> that thinks that stats, or that thinks that uh, Jack's. 
It yes. Jack sucks. The, the I crust is way too thin. Were you an Aldi family growing up? Yeah, there, yeah. Okay, so Aldi had their in-house brand was called Mama Cozy. Mama Cozy Pizza. You're from Michigan, you wouldn't know. No. Mama Cozy Pizza, my that like, oh my god. Like I would I would pay twenty dollars for a frozen Mama Cozy pizza. Really? Yeah. It is so good. See, I think the ratios are I all think- out of whack on frozen pizza. I think there's never enough cheese. And when there you is... you had lots of matzah? No. But, there's literally lots of matzah well, cheese. I, well, <laughs> the times I've had enough cheese, which there has been, it always seems to come off in one giant chunk sometimes by accident. Like, I it's rip it off. cooking it wrong. True, possibly. But you it's just like... Pizza pizzazz? I, dude, first of all, I never make these because it's, <laughs> I don't like them. So, like, they get made for me. And every time, I just don't so like them. So, we've got a friend. He taught me a secret when you're cooking a frozen pizza. Say it takes, let's just say 18 minutes to cook, right? Mm-hmm. You get to 16 or 17 or 16 minutes, somewhere right around there. And then you turn your oven on to broil. So that what that does is it's going to give that cheese a nice little brown mm-hmm. color. And I think it helps secure the cheese to the crust. The other That's issue you have there is you're eating it too quickly. You haven't given the Ooh, cheese yeah, an fine. opportunity to cool down. Yeah. And when it cools down, it starts to get sticky. Here's another right. Here's another question. <laughs> do you guys believe in like listening to preheating the oven? Do you like, wait to put in your oven? Yeah, because I feel like I've been burned a few times by not like, not necessarily with pizza. Oh, I throw it in right away. No, there's I been mean, some it's other things. Get heated up. All you gotta do is watch it, and you're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, well, but I don't. So here at my I house, I don't put general. a timer on the oven. <laughs> this dude microwave in the toaster. Oh yeah, in stovetop. Oh yeah, those those are my three go to. I don't I don't mess with ovens. I mean, when you have a pizzazz, like, I'm surprised you guys don't have a pizzazz. We had a George Foreman. That's not. I did mess with the Foreman. I used to be the best the Foreman back in the day, but it's just such a mess. It's like you have to clean it. Grubby, up. our old roommate, loved the oh, George that's Foreman. That's so true. He yeah. throws steaks on the George Foreman and have it days. You could throw burgers on the Foreman and they're great. I would do a burger. You I would do, do chicken. a steak. You do Chicken's chicken. good too. It doesn't get hot enough for a steak. No, steak is steak would be rough. I don't know how he. All it. right. So last thing on pizza before we we move into our our last topic, favorite deliverable pizza go. DiGiorno. Oh, no, I'm just boy. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> duh, man. I honestly, am, I just love where, pizza where, so much anywhere? that uh, anywhere that I will, I will do whatever. Honestly, and I, it, that's a cop out, but I right, like. Well, no, he'll do in all honesty. Season, mid season, swim. Oh, he, okay. He eats Little Caesars. I, mean, I guess it's not deliverable, but I mean, for, if you want to talk about bang for your buck, I would Little, Caesars, Little Caesars for its taste. Great. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Little Caesars, I saw a TikTok the other day where if you go to Little Caesars and you ask for the, the rejects, you will get free pizza. What? No way. Like it's like it's like anything that's not like perfectly cooked, they like keep and like I don't know if the employees take it afterwards, but I legit Probably. saw a TikTok where these kids ask for the rejects and this lady hands them like three pizzas and two things of breadsticks. So you got to try that. Oh, I will 100% try that. He's right. I mean, if I'm dead tired and I need a ton of calories quickly for cheap, I will go over to Little Caesars and grab a hot and ready. It is the best. Because honestly, like I do think it, every other pizza takes like 20 minutes to make. It's always double the price. It's like yeah. if I'm just trying to stuff my mouth with some decent pizza and get full, that's all I'm looking for. Little Caesars, $5 in all honesty. 
I the taste for the price is the only thing that kills me on the little Caesars is you get those giant uh, growths of <laughs> cheese bubbles. Yeah, I've had some cheese bubbles that I swear span three slices. Yeah, but if you get a pizza yourself, you're, you can stay away from those three That's slices. True. That's and true. only eat five slices? <laughs> I, yes. The whole point is that you're getting eight slices of pizza for it's, $5. It's, it's kind of a, a mystery. What what kind of, like, sometimes you'll get these amazing Little Caesars pizzas, and sometimes you'll, they'll be terrible. Oh, I agree. But uh, And but, I've had some Little Caesars, the best ones, or when they're slightly undercooked, because that dough, it's like, I feel like you've got a 30-second window from it being perfect to it's too crunchy. Little yeah. Caesars yeah. actually reheated. It's not bad. Well, pizza. So, oh, that's my hot take. Oh. Actually, it's kind of a cold take. <laughs> I like cold or reheated pizza better than fresh pizza. Better. I wouldn't say better, but it's yes, it's cold. because of the cheese. It does because on a cold or reheated yeah. pizza, the cheese is not going to come off and burn every inch of my mouth. That's one hundred percent true. Uh, my favorite deliverable pizza goes back to where I grew up. Uh, a little place called Semino's. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but every time the pie was perfect, I can taste it right now, and I'm r- really wishing I had it. Mine's probably back home, um, Avanti's, um, but it comes with this, like, French dressing that's like, oh, I'll have to... French dressing? Oh, my God. It, you'll have to try Avanti's pizza with their French so dressing. is one of the best, our in- best our, combos ever. Our stat nerd intern has a Pizza Hut uh, warming bag. So the next time you go home, we're going to send you with that warming bag and you're you're going to bring back a couple of these Avante pies with French dressing so we can try it out. All right. Also, I saw this on a video somewhere where someone was having a stack of pizzas they had to deliver or it wasn't a person that was working for the company, but they turned their seat heater on as they were going. It's like genius. Keep the pizza <laughs> warm with the seat. Yeah. Heater. Did you see what Domino's is doing? In select locations, they have self-driving Pizza delivery things. Okay, is that legit? It's the commercial that they're promoting. Okay. I don't know. Because the only reason I say this I guess is we got to go to a big city and try the it The only out. reason why I say this is because they, like, the cars that they had that were, like, per, like just for their pizzas, in some cities they have that where they slide the pizzas. Well, in the we don't have that here in Dubuque. No. I but, know that. I know, but <laughs> just watch out, world. All right. Uh, another shout out. Uh, our, our, our second sponsor, uh, JOB Technologies, your friendly neighborhood IT guys. One of our good friends uh, launched this business a few years ago, went full time with it. Uh, I know we like to give him shit because of how, how many nights and weekends like he misses hanging out with us because he's working. But the guy busts his fucking balls. Um, and he's a friend of the podcast. We're going to give him a plug here at JLB Technologies. Uh, we're going to have him on the show, talk about some some nerd shit. Um, his big thing, you know, as far as like regular ordinary people deals with your your Wi-Fi in your house. Because uh, a lot of people don't know shit. And that this guy security, knows a lot. Installing cameras, again, if like you're listening around from the area. I mean, in all honesty, look this guy up. He'll yep. get everything. He'll fix it. And not only that, but like anything that you need fixed or anything like that. He did the Wi-Fi at our house. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Um and then if took you got care any, of your bridge mode problem. Yeah. And then if you got any questions at all, even like that, he'll call you. We'll I mean, get him on the podcast yeah. to answer your questions. So JOB so. Technologies, your friendly neighborhood IT guys, friends of the Garage Beer Beers podcast. Uh, last topic for the night. Uh, reason why we're recording here on Wednesday. Cole, you're, uh, you're heading out of town tomorrow. I am. So um, I'm headed to the Louisville area. Um, 
One round is going to be in Indiana, and then one is going to be in Kentucky. Uh, a bunch of my old teammates uh, from college getting the band back together. So there's going to be 12 of us. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a squad. Yeah. So do you do this every year? We do it at least. We did it in the winter, um, but so we kind of fell behind because of COVID, but we're getting back together. We're doing it in May, um, and it's going to be sweet, dude. Um we're playing 36 holes on Friday and 36 holes on Saturday. Dang. And uh, we're doing like a big competition thing. So there's it's 6v6 each round. It's like Ryder Cup? Yeah, basically. <laughs> we're not doing individual matches like we maybe thought about. We're going to do just scores. So top four scores on your team for each round. Kind of like a college round. Um, I mean, it's going to be sweet. Uh, the number two dude in Milliken Golf History is going to be there. Um, so, I mean, there's, it's going to be a good competition. So let me ask you this, like when you were playing in college, like where were you, were you the one, the two, the three, uh, the highest I got a two was a three. Okay. So, and then my teammate who was my year is the number one player in Milken history. Okay. So now that you're three, four years removed, like, do you feel I, like you moved high. up? So I'll probably be the second, if not the third best golfer on this trip. So then nothing's changed. No. So, I mean, like, it. some of these guys weren't even my teammates. So, oh, okay. So, like, they're guys that stuck around the area that I got to know that went to Milliken, but that weren't necessarily on my team. Does that make sense? So, yep. Um, as far as – so, look up the golf courses. These things are sick. Chariot Run in Indiana is a top four course in the state of Indiana that we're going to go play. Um, it's 7,200 yards. Indiana? Yeah. You're doing the trip to Indiana? Well, it's, so, it's – Kentucky and Indiana are, like – they touch. So we're right. literally like... So you're, you're talking like Southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be 83 and sunny. It's going to be great. I mean, the thing that I'm worried about is knowing this crew, the bush lattes are going to be flowing. <laughs> um, I'm a little worried for that. The, the second 18 each time, 18 holes, let alone, is a lot. But 36 holes back-to-back days yeah. while consuming some of the bush lattes. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be an interesting... Uh, not only that, but there's a casino within 10 minutes of walking of oh, our Airbnb. Boy. So, uh, I mean, be prepared for some stories. And are you guys, you, guys uh, you know, like is the whole – was the whole trip planned around the golf and then everything else is just added in? So the main thing was golf. We were looking at a couple different uh, locations. Um, we almost went to Nashville. Probably good for health. So we didn't go down to Nashville. <laughs> um, and then we kind of found this area. So one of them's like – 30 minutes from the Airbnb. That's where we're going on Friday. And the other one's 10 minutes. Um, so, I mean, it's just a good group of guys. And we're playing a, some, like, highly ranked golf courses. So, um, for the level and the guys, I mean, it's going to be good. I haven't gotten to see a lot of these guys. Um, one with COVID. Um, one of my buddies um, has had had a kid since then. So, he's been really, during COVID, haven't seen him in over a year. It'll be good just to go back. And then also, I'm super competitive, if you don't know. <laughs> um, so it'll be good. I, I plan on trying to probably win the event, talk a lot of shit if I do, which would be nice. Um, and then I think we'll probably have like a traveling cup that go along with the trip. So when, by the time we come back, we're going to have an episode here with uh, the trophy, right? I hope. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll t- I mean, it's just going to be a good time. If you, I mean, as I said in the last podcast, the, uh, one of my favorite beers is a golf scramble beer. And the first one that I crack probably Friday morning is going to be yeah. pretty, pretty legit. Also, it, it'll be a combination of that and something we didn't talk about, but a reunion beer. 
Those are a good. reunion beer. Like anytime you you are at so like does that apply to just the first beer or is that all beers? No, I think first. Yeah, like you're cracking cracking a beer with uh, people you haven't seen in a while. Like that's always a great. A time. wedding beer. Yeah, kind of the same. Right. Well, I guess a little. It's bit a little different, but, different, but like yeah, yeah. So you played a lot of golf, in your right? Life. So like the average person, like probably doesn't travel more than an hour to ever play golf. So it's whatever is like close to them. Right. You know, I think when we went to Bloomington, that was the first time I had, had like legit travel for golf. So help me, help maybe like talk through this. Like what is the difference between like, I'm going to put one on one far in the extreme bunker Hill golf course here in Dubuque and this chariot run that you're going to play in Indiana. Like what, what is the difference between these two courses drastic i mean it's drastic so like this course that we'll go to like there's not even anything here in dubuque that would probably compare eagle so i would honestly put it widebring the course that we played in illinois is closer to the level that we're going to play right in. what does that mean so like the like the upkeep of the course so okay. like you won't really find a bad lie um like the challenging the challenging like aspects of the golf course like anytime you talk to a golfer you talk about like the layout of the course so like there's some good golf courses that i've gone to that some people have like ranked highly but like to me it doesn't really fit my eye the layout i think is like poorly done because the bunkers aren't in the right spots um the like they're either like too close to the tee and they're like out of date or they're like right in the landing zones the layout of the meadows they have their bunkers in a really really good spot so like um, and they're doing some things at the Meadows to kind of get up there. If they take care of the fairways, Meadows can start getting on that list of like prestige golf courses. Also, length of the course, and obviously you can change that based on the tees you play, but like Bunker Hill is a short course. So I can't even hit driver. No matter what, it's not going to be that difficult because you're going to have a wedge in your second shot a lot of time. So in, in this tri-state area, is Eagle Ridge the general? Considered the general the would be. Course? The general would be. Um, so the general, the... I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, in the state of Iowa, Finkbine, where we played our home course. That's Iowa's home course. That's up there. That'd be one of them. Um, oh, Spirit, I want to play that. I haven't played that. Yeah, we should go there. Is that so, a public? Yeah. Okay. So we can get on there. Um, Spirit Hollow down in Southern in like just have past Bell. Have you played or heard of, uh, I think it's called Lone Wolf in Lena, Illinois? I have not. I've, I've heard that's it. a pretty good course. Um, that and then Otter Creek in Ankeny. Okay. Des Moines got a couple good ones. Um, what about it, uh, it's technically Illinois, but where they TPC Deer Run? Yeah, I mean, have you ever that's played a, that? I have. So I got to when I was a coach. Actually, um, the CCIW hosted their conference tournament. At, but did you get to play? I did it as a practice run. I played. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this for those of you that are not golfers out there, uh, I would highly recommend getting into the sport. And, and you don't even have to travel. Like right. so in like your bucket list is doing these different rides, right? Yeah. My goal by the time I want to play in every single state. And I've played in 16 different states. No, long way to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think is gonna be the last one? Probably Alaska. Hawaii. I want to go to dude, I want to go to Alaska. I think you're gonna get Hawaii way yes. before the last one. For no. sure. Because that's a vacation. Yeah. So is Alaska to me. All right, yeah, then maybe. Maine. Maine, Maine would probably be tough. <laughs> yeah. The East Coast. Maine, upper, Vermont, New Hampshire. All those little ones. You'd have to do like a bus right. in a row. Probably. And that's probably what it would be. Like, but to me, like that's just something that I want to do. I want to be able to play in every single state. There's some different courses. Um Hilton Head Island. Yeah. Uh, if you're a golfer, go down there. There's golf courses you can get on. 
Those courses down there, you can't go wrong with anyone that you play. I mean, in all honesty, dude, get into golf. Um, it's a super good time. Well, uh, what I was going to say is like, okay, when I first started, and I think most people that start just that do it recreationally, you're going to suck and you just have to embrace it. Give yourself like one full summer of just kind of sucking. You'll get a little bit better as you go. And by the time that second summer comes around, you'll start to be a lot better. Like Jim, like you, you improved so much. Jim and that guy beef. Yeah. Beef in chat 41. Yeah, exactly. And then it starts to become even more fun. Like the more you get, and play, you just have and to embrace it. Play with guys that find like a, like a guy that is like decent at golf that like wants to play mm-hmm. like with like you, mm-hmm. like I have no problem with <laughs> like. With and, and I will say like, and I, I think you and I have talked about this before. Like I'm sure there's people out there who are, you know, way above average at golf that can never play with guys like me. Cause it's like for every four shots you're taking, I'm taking five or six. And the other thing that I think you do a really good job at um, that I've been in situations where other people don't is that like you don't give or provide feedback or advice unless I ask for it, which I think mm-hmm. like get really annoying. Like, hell yeah, you pulled your head. Like, no shit. I know yeah. I pulled my head or like, right. oh, you sh- you shouldn't have hit that club. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of figured that, but like now, like when I play with you, like I also don't want to be a burden to you, like, and have you feel like, I mean, you're out there trying to enjoy yourself. But like at the same time, like I I know that if I have a question, I could I could say, hey, like what did I do wrong there? And like you know, it, that's that's just nice to be able to have. Yeah, and it goes back to like what you said, Nick. Is like you're not going to instantly pick up something and be like, especially the game of golf, mm-hmm. and be super super talented. And like the super the things that like I get frustrated with on like some things is that like. Just because I told you to do something, it's not going to automatically make you a tour player. Like, it's going to help you longevity-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you continue to work on that, and then, it, you know what? After the, like, throughout the round, if we started with it, and it doesn't get any better by the end, then that's not the fix we need to make. Right. But, like, there's certain things that you need to work on, and it's not going to just all of a sudden make your game go like that. But, again, the game of golf, it's so fun. A good opportunity to get out with the boys, get out with anybody. Exactly. Go hang out in the sun. Go outside. Get away from your phone. It's a good time to just disconnect. Yeah, so I think we're going to make sure that Cole's got uh, the Instagram account all loaded up on his phone. And you'll be able to live a little bit uh, through his uh, shenanigans this coming weekend. Oh, yeah. It'll be a blast. Stay tuned. All righty. Well, this has been another episode of Garage Beers, our shortest one to date. Checking in at uh, will be about 51 minutes. Perfect. So uh, we're working on condensing things a little bit, but want to thank you for tuning in once again. Also, check us out online. We have uh, our website up and running now, garagebeerspodcast.com. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have archives of the shows there and uh, some other fun stuff to uh, to come at a later date. So this has been episode four. Thanks for tuning in.